0: Sometimes you kind of have to, you know, work with circumstances and situations that are a little bit beyond your control. I'm one of those guys. If I notice my zippers undone, I just openly say, "Oh no, my zippers undone!" Excuse me, while I zip it up. Some people try to turn around and hide it, um, but you know that has actually happened to me before. But but today my zipper's up, but my, I I don't have any shoes on, so I have uh, injured my foot substantially, and um, so I am here in my stocking footed shoes. I was going to wear flip-flops but then I couldn't decide if I was going to call them thongs or flip-flops because when I was younger we called them thongs but we don't do that anymore because I know that's real problematic for a lot of people in the room so I'm just going to wear socks. That's just it. There's no need in confusing the body of Christ. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even know where all that came from. Um, I do want to say that we are deeply thankful for um, our online community. And I want to welcome everybody online coming uh, from your homes. Um, And I want to make a couple of announcements in that regard. Just two weeks ago, we announced that uh, Dana Davis is our online director. She's working with us to do more than simply try to provide a quality product of church online. You know, that's not our goal here. So why would that be our goal there? Um, we really want to know how to make disciples, that's our goal, that's our goal. Every expression that we have, she's right now um, participating in our Discovering Destiny community group and we're trying to figure out and sort through how that can be provided online for our online community. We've got people all over the nation and many nations of the world that are <coughs> tuning in us with us regularly. So we're working on that, but I also know we've had major issues with our service <laughs> through all of this. Um, I. I mean, it has really been mind boggling how, how many issues dropping, everybody, you know, there's like almost a, a throttling of the signal on Sunday morning, right when we wanna go and maybe it's because of the churches, I don't know. We don't know what the deal is, but here's the deal. Um, we have signed a contract for a dedicated fiber service that they're gonna dig a trench under our parking lot and it's gonna be a hard line scenario, uh, and we're gonna be able to provide strong service to our online community, and I just wanna say again, we value those of you who are online with us, and I wanna say thank you uh, for being a part of this, and thank you to our on-campus church family. We work together to provide all of that. I want to invite everybody, you know, these are things that we're doing just to take a step forward. I want to invite you online to find your way into giving online as a worship, an expression of worship on our church family. Uh, Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. And I know during these times, they're challenging times for uh, different people in different ways and some people perhaps can't give as much as they normally would, but others are in a situation to be able to give more generously. I just wanna encourage you, let's continue to worship the Lord with our tithes and with our offerings, finding our avenues online, whatever that looks like for you, the giving stations if you're here on campus and you want to participate maybe during worship as an act of worship. It's always beautiful to see people go back and just stand there. Uh, at those giving stations just engaging their heart on what's going on instead of just giving money. You know, God really isn't after our money, he's after our heart. But where your treasure is, your heart will go. So it's pretty important that you connect your heart to your giving and you give faithfully, consistently, and sacrificially as the Lord directs us to do so. So I wanna encourage you in that. And we really are making a difference. How many of you know we're a church that's making an impact in our community in so many ways. We hear story after story and I am so deeply grateful. It goes in many directions. But I want to just levy my focus and attention just for a few seconds, I know I'll probably get in a little bit of trouble for this because I didn't ask for permission. But yesterday I had the privilege of standing with a couple who's been married for 45 years. Um, They recently, within I guess a little over a year, decided that everything about their lives was going to center around Jesus. They've been a really consistent part of our church family and uh, we renewed their vows yesterday with a, an entire focus on Christ as their emphasis for the next 45 years of their uh, marriage. They've got the first 45 down. And I just wanna say to you, Marty and Karen, we love you. Congratulations on 45 years and more to come. Bless you. People's lives really are being impacted because of our willingness to be the church family God's called us to be. And so I encourage you, let's continue to love, serve, and give in every way, reaching out to the people around us that we might continue to make a difference. So uh, I mentioned, you know, we're kind of scrambling the morning just a bit, and I, I'm, a, I'm, uh, I'm not exactly sure, this is not gonna be like my typical structured ideas in terms of a message, because all week, I, it's been the most unusual thing. You know, I was actually um, in Louisiana last week working with a church there that's one of our network churches part of our family Um, there are pastors who lead ministries that call us their pastoral covering and that's what that is we participate and encourage them any way that we can there were some real challenges coming out of that weekend it was the most uh, open heaven weekend that perhaps I've ever experienced in terms of going and ministering somewhere but I mean immediately coming, how many know when the Lord starts doing something powerful the enemy starts trying to fight and uh, it was really kind of wild because they started having immediate scenarios of uh, COVID positive this week, and now they've shut down for a few weeks. Uh, I went and got tested just to be sure negative, uh, all is well there. But we want to just declare over Pastors Scott and Crystal Boney and the Mission Church health and healing, a wave of health and healing to their church family, to their uh, leadership team in Jesus' mighty name If everybody could declare amen. We're just agreeing for them and, um, and also just all week I've had this sense, it's the most unusual sense of intercessory atmosphere personally um, that I've ever known. I understand some of this and you know, When you minister to other people, their burdens can impact you and affect the climate of your own life and there's just something going on spiritual, you know, um, Luke, the force is with you, you know, there's a disturbance in the force. All that's actually born out of the heart of a king who might not fully understand who that person was designed to be, but do you understand God actually reveals himself in all creation. Uh, And so there are all kinds of um, little indicators here and there that are revealing the greater reality of what's taking place in the spirit realm. And here's the thing, uh, in fact, A.T. led prayer at 9 o'clock this morning he had no idea that I was changing anything. Um, We hadn't had a conversation about that at all. And he got up and he absolutely described everything that I was sensing that God was asking us to carry into the morning. And uh, as he led prayer at that 9 o'clock time, we join in here for prayer for those of you who'd like to come on Sunday mornings. It's just a brief time of just pressing in and kind of preparing the atmosphere. But he just spoke about Martha and Mary and the anguish and anxiety that can drive us to question Jesus and say, do you not even care Martha's question um, out of her anxiousness? You know what I actually had written down? Uh, I believe today God is calling us to address anguish and anxiety. It's exactly what I had written. And then he comes in and starts to speak that. So I just want to say stop getting in my business, A.T. Hardgrave. all right? but you know, he came and led us into that in prayer. And I'm just standing there, and I I don't know, I don't know why it keeps surprising us, you know, when God's like doing what God does, but it does. I mean, I just was standing and said, Thank you, Lord, just for your confirmation. I'm so thankful for a team of people, family that's willing just to participate, flow in the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing I know: uh, some of you are facing some of the greatest challenges of your life in this season that we are in. There, there are so many things unfolding right now. Um, You know, COVID issues, economic issues, what what does all this do in terms of impact? Um, This is an election year. Uh, There are a lot of elements that come in, ingredients come into all of that. Uh, You know, we could kind of go on and on and on. Health challenges that have taken place in many respects and school starting back, which is an emphasis for us today. You know, I I get the, oh, sorry about that. Um, I get the notifications. Um, You know, news updates and so on, and I'm realizing OU's gone back and now positive cases on their campus and OSU, and uh, you know, in terms of there's a sorority at OSU, I think the football team at OU, uh, all these different, you know, scenarios going on. I mean, what's going to come of all this? What's going to come of all this? Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to rest in Him. In the midst of everything that's going on, I would like to say these words God is in control. I want you to hear that from a deeper place. God is in control. Can we all say it together? God is in control. Come on, let's celebrate the strength of God in every circumstance, in every situation, addressing every atmosphere that may be taking place. In the name of Jesus. Who knows, it could be a gathering just like this where we allow the Holy Spirit to disrupt the moment that actually starts... A massive outbreak of healing going to the north, south, east and west, right out of the Oklahoma City metro area by the spirit of God. Can we just have faith to believe God for more, maybe than what we've been prepared to believe God for? I believe God wants to enlarge our capacity and increase the expression of our lives. I believe that we should walk in wisdom, all those things. I also believe we should carry a spirit and an attitude of faith that's almost defiant to the enemy. Well, that is absolutely defiant to the enemy in Jesus name. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church, but we've got to keep our heads screwed on right. And Over the course of this past week, I've just gone back to it over and over again. I want you to hear the the Psalm 23, the chapter. I want you to hear it as I read it. I want you to let it just sink in. I want you to let it digest a little bit. I actually thought I'm going to have everybody stand while I read this, but I'm not. I want you just to 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 understand it's that important to me right now in these moments that I'm going to read these verses and and I want us to hear and think about the reality. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There is something substantial, literally something of substance that comes from God's word as we eat his word. I'm going to show you this in a very unique way. It's just been all week stirring in me and I... I mean, I'm stirred up with this key revelation, but I want you to eat this before you even have a better understanding of what this means. I want you to really digest. The word is like the manna that we ingest that strengthens us supernaturally. I want you to try to receive his word, maybe on a different level than what you've done so when someone has read scripture to you before. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All of this begins, the Lord is my shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He is a good, good shepherd. Jesus is watching for your soul. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father ever living to make intercession and pray for you, for me, in times of what we're sensing and feeling may be distress, where there seems to be no way out of some of the circumstances that I've been talking with many of you about this past week, even uh, through various messaging and phone conversations, where there seems to be no, he is a God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. The Lord is our shepherd. He knows how to manage the situation at hand. Now I like this, it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down. Here's the thing that I felt like was a really center, um, central idea that we need to address today. And that is how easy it is to get into human effort and miss God's ability in the midst of our situation. I'm in I'm in walk well, I mean I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm in the presence of my enemies. This is the time when sheer determination causes me to rise up and get ready to fight. No, he makes me lie down. In fact, he prepares a table for me to sit down. He makes me lie down. Makes me lie down. Now, this is interesting because I didn't know this until this week. I started studying this out. But Psalms 91 says that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, everybody say dwells, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, what? Rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I will say of the Lord. Sometimes you just got to stop saying about how bad everything is and start saying about how good your God is. Sometimes you got to have the weak say I am strong, but I feel weak. Isn't that a lie? No, the Bible says let the weak say I am strong. I'm declaring where I'm going, not where I've been. I'm declaring another level of what God's desiring. I'm going to proclaim that I'm strong. I'm going to proclaim that I'm well. I'm going to Claim that I am walking in the strength of God Almighty and His grace. I am going to declare through the course of my day, things are working out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. We're going over. We're not going under. The storm may come, but the presence of God will prevail. Peace be still. The storm is not going to take our lives. It's important that we understand the declaration of our mouths and the sound that we make should be the sound of heaven in the midst of every situation. Not the sound of the earth, not the sound of the temporal, not the sound of the enemy, not the sound of the distraction, but the sound of heaven. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. This is interesting. I didn't realize this was what I was driving at a moment ago. I didn't realize until this week that word dwell literally means sit down. Do you hear the essence of this? Aligning with Psalms 23. He makes me lie down. I mean, it's just pretty wild. He prepares a, a, a table in the presence of my. Name. What God is saying is, sit down, dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Rest in the presence of God. God prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. So, even while your enemy may be attacking you, there may be sickness that has tried to come against your body. While that sickness is attacking you, that is time to come to the table of the Lord and feast in his presence and feast on his word and declare what he has to say. You don't have to battle your way through that moment before you come to to the Lord. You come to the Lord in the presence, of the, uh, the presence of your enemy right there, the table of the Lord in the presence of your enemy. Sickness may be attacking your body. Financial turmoil might seemingly be pending. Your, your child might be on drugs in this moment. That's the time to come to the table of the Lord and begin to feast before the Lord your God and see what God might just do because you put your hope and your confidence and your trust in the Lord your God. The enemies that are trying to come against you are trying to diminish your life. They're trying to destroy your legacy. And right in the midst of the challenge, Jesus invites you to the table. And this is the huge statement, the table. This is the only way out. You must eat your way out. He invites you to the table. Eat your way out. Difficulties coming. Eat your way out. How many of you, there are two things that happen? These are tricks, uh, these are really uh, solid tricks of the enemy. Many people are, are deceived by these two tricks. Uh, difficulty comes, situation happens, you can't explain it. How many of you have gone through some unexplainable situations and it's been very frustrating before? Can I just see you raise your hand? You made some bad choices, whatever that is. Situation that were beyond your control, but a situation has come and two things happen. One, you give in to it and then out of guilt, you don't come to the table of the Lord because you no longer feel like you deserve to be in the presence of God. That keeps you from feasting. Or two, you're mad at God because a situation happened and why did God let this happen? And that keeps you from from the table of the Lord. Can I tell you the way out is to eat your way out. Do not avoid the table. Press into the table. In the presence of my enemy, I will sit down. I will dwell. I will be seated at the table of the Lord my God. I will feast in his presence, and I will feast on his word. I will rehearse his word, and I will practice his presence every moment of every situation of any enemy that might come my way. What happens when you eat? You keep eating, you keep eating, and you get fat. There's this interesting translation of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, and that, that verse in the NIV says, um, the anointing will destroy every yoke of bondage. I've referenced that verse a lot, and you hear me say that. The anointing will destroy the yoke of bondage. The, the vein usually bulges when I'm you know referencing this. the anointing destroy every yoke of bondage but the nas the new american standard actually says because of the anointing you've grown fat that's two very interesting translations of that particular verse somebody just look at your neighbor and say i'm just feeling anointed right now just tell them i'm feeling anointed just keep eating keep eating Stay in his presence, stay at his table, keep eating. Because of the anointing, you'll grow fat. Just keep eating. What happens when you eat? You grow fat. See, what actually what happens in that Isaiah 10, 27 text of Scripture is it's speaking very specifically about an ox. And an ox has a yoke that goes on the ox. And when the ox gets big enough, the yoke literally breaks off of the ox. And that same yoke that fit on the ox before, before the ox ate so much, no longer even fits on the ox now that it's gotten fat. Do you understand the picture and how this ties together? So you and the presence of your enemy come to the table and fatten up, get the anointing of God stirring on the inside of you. You start getting bigger on the inside and everything around you starts to change. Change. Your biggest battles are not on the outside. Your biggest battles are on the inside. And if you can win the battle on the inside, you will win the battle on the outside. This is the anointing of God that enlarges you. Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. What was he saying? The anointing of God has exploded within me and I've come to a greater understanding of what it means to be a son of God that commands the winds and declares life in the face of death and speaks health in the face of sickness. Somebody's got to get bigger on the inside today. Don't give in to the lie that you need more determination to make it through the storm. This leaves you devoting yourself to more human effort, getting up earlier, working later, doing more, giving yourself to work harder, and the whole time neglecting God's word, never coming to the table in the presence of your enemies. You've given yourself to sheer determination of human effort. It's a trick. <laughs> if the enemy can simply keep you distracted from the table, you'll never grow fat because of the anointing and you'll never break the yoke and you'll always stay under the control of whoever's maneuvering that yoke. See, in Luke 6, it's interesting, but the disciples were straining at the oars. You've heard this story. The disciples are going across the lake. You know, this big miracle happened multitudes fed Jesus says get in the boat we're going to the other side I mean if Jesus says you're going to the other side you are going to the other side right and so they get in the boat and they're going across about halfway through the 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 trip there the Bible says the storm came and they were straining at the oar had the disciples done what Jesus told the disciples to do answer yes Were they in the middle of God's will? Yes. Were they facing a storm that they thought might actually take their lives? Yes. You can be right in the middle of God's will and still be facing the storm of your life. Do not buy into the lie that some challenge has come your way and somehow God's not finding favor with you or somehow this happened or that happened that caused it. There is no rhyme or reason why we live in a fallen world and sometimes storms come our way. But even in a fallen world, we continue to look to a risen king and no matter what it is that we're facing we can rise up and declare peace be still and they're straining at the oars and they invite Jesus into the situation and once they invite the perspective of God they're no longer straining at the oars The, the peace comes over and suddenly they are at their destination will you stop straining with human effort today and trust in the Lord your God by purposing more time at the table when everything in you seems like you've got to spend more hours of human effort, relinquish yourself from that pursuit of Ishmael and give yourself to the promise of God. Feasting in (laughs) Yes. Feasting in his presence and feasting in the presence of your enemies are the same. So a few verses that I want you just to think about um, as, we, as we come to a point of really stepping in and just asking the Lord for his, his wisdom in all of this, for, for us to have, in, anybody feel like your capacity's increased this morning? Like, do you receive that word? My capacity has suddenly increased. All of a sudden I realize my focus, my energy, my effort has been one way and the Lord is trying to bring it back to another perspective I'm going to eat my way out of this situation anybody ready to feast in the presence of the Lord in our worship because see God wants to do something profound in society. God wants to do something profound in terms of transformation and what he's desiring to reveal but he's looking for a church that will be spiritually mature and deep enough that he can lead us deep into enemy territory where all kinds of reactions of the enemy can be happening and we keep coming back to the table of the Lord, eating and feasting in the presence of God, watching our enemies utterly be destroyed. He won't lead us in if we don't know how to get to the table over and over again. Will you You stop making
1: excuses about why you don't have time to pray and get in the word every single day of your life?
0: There are places you will never go. There are enemies you will never conquer. If you don't understand the value of the table of the Lord. I at times am weary with trying to convince people that turn the page is a simple way just to every day get in his presence. My family and i we've been talking recently i'm you know we we have our issues I mean some of us more than others you know what i 'm saying my, my wife would say amen to that but but our, you know our family we have our issues but man the thing that, that about our family is We're centered around Jesus. We talk about his word. We enjoy his presence. We have certain elements of of perspectives that we just share and, and we find ourselves so many times talking about, you know what? I just wish other families could experience it. Recently, Faith's making a decision about you know where to go and what to do and, and their career decision, and God had spoken something to me that did not make sense. Before she concluded uh, of what her decision was going to be, I had journaled what the Lord said she was going to decide. It didn't make sense. I wrestled with it in and of myself, but, but I, I wrote it down so that it could be a confirmation uh, once she made that decision, and if she didn't make that decision, I could throw it away and pretend I didn't miss God at all. And so I had it journal, and you know what? She did exactly, precisely what I had journaled to the T, and I said, I just want you to know God wants to confirm, because it's a big decision, and, and we were able to share that. I think we're actually gonna talk a little bit about it next week in detail, but here's the bottom line, guys. God wants us as families to seek God, know God, walk through this journey in a way that we're drawn together by the deeper realities of eternity that want to erupt in our lives. God wants this for you. God wants this for your life. God wants this for your legacy. Jesus wants his will in your life more than you want his will
1: in your life. So much so, he gave his life.
0: 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says for a wide door for effective service has opened to me and there are many adversaries. You've got to be at the table to go where God wants you to go. You must learn to come to the table of the Lord to be able to go where God's desiring for you to go and you need to understand. For you to go where God's called you to go actually helps others go where God's called them to go because you begin to open doorways for other people to see how to get where God's calling us all to go. For a wide door of effective service has opened to me. How many of you ready for a wide door of effective? How many of you ready for opportunities from God to suddenly break forth? How many of you ready for God to enlarge our path? And there are many adversaries. Sometimes God's preparing the promise for you. Sometimes God's preparing you for the promise. Amen. Now I'm just declaring today Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Woo, Thank you, God. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment you. will fall, will, will be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is for me, declares the Lord. So I, I just want to break down a couple of more of the thoughts that are important that you possess and that you think about. You can go back and listen to this online. I think we've put this up on the blog. If, if not, you can uh, it will be soon. You can kind of read through some of the notes and verses that I've been quoting. But I want to just point something out. Abraham and Sarah got this promise from God. and It was a quarter of a century before that promise was fulfilled. It was over a decade of waiting before they finally decided to help God. Anybody here ever helped Jesus before? It doesn't go very well. They decided to help Jesus and that helping Jesus gave birth to Ishmael and that's the result of sheer human determination. Be very careful. Human effort that is not uh, directed by the Spirit of God can be very problematic, to say the least. So here they are now, more than two decades, they've they've helped God, they've got Ishmael, more than two decades, and they still have not had a promised child. And we read this in in Genesis 20, it's kind of an under Taught portion of scripture but I think it's really vitally important for every one of us in here especially those right now that feel like man, we're facing some challenges Genesis 20 verse 17 Abraham and Sarah had still not had their baby and then Abraham Genesis 20 verse 17 prayed to God and God healed Abimelech his wife his female slaves so they could have children you know this was in my turn the page this week and it's what triggered all of this. I got to the point of realizing in scripture, here is a man who had a promise from God, probably felt uh, you know, less than spiritual because he hadn't seen the promise come to pass, and still waiting for his own wife to get pregnant per the promise God had given almost a quarter of a century earlier. And what's he praying for? He's praying for the very thing he's believing for in his own life for somebody else. He hadn't seen it yet in his own life, but he was praying for somebody else. Just because you haven't seen your own breakthrough does not qualify you from declaring that in other people's lives. Because this is not about your performance. This is about God's presence in our life. Come on, help me bring that one in. Help me usher that one in. Help me just, we just break off condemnation in our own lives. And the outrageous grace of God would be awakened and activated in every one of us in Jesus' name. Just because you haven't seen the breakthrough, you think you should see should not keep you from praying for people and ministering in the way that God directs you to pray. Keep coming to the table. Because the interesting thing, Genesis chapter 20, verse 17, if you just flip the page there and go to the very next chapter, Genesis 21, right at the very beginning, guess who gets pregnant? Abraham and Sarah. I think it's interesting in the book of Job, you can study it out this week, But the Bible actually says, Job 42.10, after Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored Job. You know what? We allow ourselves to get so discouraged sometimes that we stop ministering and caring for others. And Once you stop ministering to and caring for others, you dam up the river flow and it's no longer a river flowing from heaven through your life. It's a reservoir and you wonder why it stinks so bad when the water's not having a flow anymore. Come on. Let's stand together. We're going, to, we're going to just do a few things in declaration. We're, we're coming into a school year this year, and we're agreeing over our teachers this year that they would open up a flow in a time where there's great challenge that our, our, our teaching society as we know it as a whole, we want to declare and agree today for incredible release to happen in them as they minister into the lives of others. We want to agree. Listen, there've been I, I've worked with Jim and Diana Howard for all the 30 years that I've been here, and they've been here for 38 years. And I just want you to know, I've watched them walk through some pretty major challenges, and I have never seen the magnitude of challenge that Jim and Diana and our school has faced as it is right now. I'm saying all that to say, what are we going to do about it? Come to the presence of the Lord, the table of the Lord in the midst of it all, and God is going to see us through. I want to ask you to stretch your hands toward the pictures that are going to come up. We're going to show you the administrative team of our school. Normally our teachers and staff, they all come on a commissioning day like this. It's kind of hard to understand and comprehend uh, the magnitude of of our school staff, so we have them line up across the front. So first our administrative team, do we have those pictures we can put up back there? Oh, they're behind me. That's not administrative, that's everybody. That's a family photo right there. Just the one. Look at all those folks. That's a lot of people devoting their lives to come. Listen, that's a lot of mortgages. That's a lot of families. We're covering to this team of leaders as a church. We're believing for God's provision in the course of this year. With everything that's going on, COVID's changed all of our world. Private schools, we we don't get taxation funding and so on, you know, the way that a public school system would. So we're having to navigate from a little bit different perspective as we sort through what all this is. Would you just stretch your hands toward these people who've devoted their lives to continue what God's calling us to do in this place. Father, I just thank you for the Destiny Christian School faculty. I thank you, Lord, for this staff. I thank you, Lord, for the, the, the few folks that are brand new to us and the many folks that have been here for many, many years. I thank you, Lord, for the longevity that exists within the structure, within this team, for the stability that exists, not just because of those years, sir, but because of who you are, because we are absolutely convinced, Lord, of who you have chosen to be in our midst. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for just a tremendous school year this year. The wisdom of God would abound in Jesus' mighty name. If you just stretch your uh, hands in this direction toward Lori and Chris Hamill. Who are, uh, Lori's our principal, and Chris is our athletic director, carrying such a load and administrative team right now. And I'm just declaring, uh, I just, I want to just declare a prophetic word. There's been this this heavy heavy weight that has caused you both to kind of be like this in your in your stride it's so heavy there's no way to to stand up under it and you feel the weight that has been so heavy and i just want to say to you i hear the holy spirit saying that weight that is upon you Would absolutely crush you if it weren't for his hand holding it. He's allowed it to go just low enough to cause your stride to be completely reliant upon him. He hasn't let it go or it would have absolutely crushed you. You can have confidence in the Lord your God that he is right there with you. He's not going to let you deal with more than you can bear. He's going to give you the grace that you need to rise up and lead the team through in this particular uh, year especially. And so I, I also just see that the Lord is lifting that burden just a bit off of you. So we're just declaring Lord, let the grace of God rest upon our administrative team. We specifically just want to cover Chris and Lori right now. We thank you, Lord, for health in their bodies, for strength in their lives, for a disposition and a capacity within them, Lord, that's being enlarged today in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. If you are here and you are part of what I was referencing, the educational society Uh, in our community educators are heroes how many of you know educators are heroes and so if you teach at a private school a public school if you have decided to homeschool whatever that looks like for you i want to ask would you just courageously lift both your hands Uh, high in the air. We're just declaring a champion spirit that would rest upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for these educators in the house, these educators in the room. I pray, Father, that you would give them a perspective and a disposition in the course of this year as they walk out their assignment before God Almighty. They will sense the nearness of God. I thank you, Lord, for every challenge that would ever come their way, that they will find a feast in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of their enemy. They would eat their way out of every situation. Situation that would ever come their way in the mighty name of Jesus I thank you for the strength of God that abounds Lord upon us today in Jesus mighty name amen and amen and amen come on let's give Jesus some
1: celebration and praise he is worthy of our praise worthy 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 I hear the sound of an abundance of rain Elijah heard the word of the Lord in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the drought. God is faithful. God is faithful.
0: Significant, And I want to ask you to Persist For the next 10 minutes or so As we just press in and worship the Lord As a part of our congregational assignment together And I'm thankful for prayer warriors That we have that show up Week after week after week And they're available to agree That bondages would be broken off of our lives They're available to agree, uh, agree For some of the enemies that have been attacking That those enemies be defeated In Jesus' name so as we just press into a place of worship, our, our prayer team, they're going to be available right outside those doors. There's a table there. And again, we're trying to consider social distancing, masks, all of those things, but they're available. The table space can be between you as we worship. If there is anything that we can pray with you about. If you want to take a step forward in your faith in your relationship with Jesus, if you want to make a decision to serve Christ today, let us pray with you about that. If you just say, I just need help on this journey. I just want a a prayer of agreement. Then why don't you take a moment and just join us in the lobby and let's agree. Father, we lift up the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that today there is a sweet, fresh presence from God in the room. And I believe this is the new norm for our everyday lives. I believe the atmosphere of God is invading our hearts, invading our homes, invading our lives in powerful and profound ways. We acknowledge Jesus, you are Lord. You're the rescuer of all humanity. Take us deeper into a greater understanding, Lord, of who you designed us to be as we follow you. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, let's press in. Let's press in. Let's just begin to worship. Let's begin to lift up
1: his name. Let's prepare our hearts. And let's move into a deeper place of declaration and all that God desires for us to declare